0: today on the bill kelly show on 900 chml as we head into christmas season people want to spend money uh, think twice uh, before you start uh, running around throwing the credit cards on the table here because uh, well we've got a debt problem in this country and i'm not just talking about the government i'm talking about each and every one of us stats canada says the amount of money that canadian households are spending relative to debt is rising once again john kennedy has details
1: the agency says household credit market debt as a proportion of household disposable income increased to 183.3% on a seasonally adjusted basis in the third quarter, compared with 182.6% in the second quarter. In other words, Statistics Canada says there was a $1.83 in credit market debt for every dollar of household disposable income in the third quarter of 2022. The increase came as households' disposable income gained 0.8% in the quarter, while household credit market debt rose 1.2%. John Kennedy, The Canadian Press.
0: Okay, a lot of numbers there, but I mean the bottom line here is that uh, we're swimming in debt right now. Uh, put some context to this, please. To welcome back to the program, Moshe Landa, who is a senior economics lecturer at Concordia University. Moshe, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. We are swimming in red ink right now. Each and every one of us. Uh, and this is not something we can really hang on the, on the pandemic or shutdowns or anything else. This is this is on us, isn't it?
1: It is, and unfortunately, a lot of that debt is tied to variable rate. Uh, interest rates, meaning that, you know, when the Bank of Canada changes their interest rate, our interest rate changes with it. So if we thought that we could like inflate away the real value of our debt, it's not true. Uh, Our interest payments are rising correspondingly. So uh, it is something that we're going to have to address at one point or another. You you, you can't take it with you uh, as the saying goes
0: well yeah but and it, there's there's going to be a, a reckoning here at some point i mean the fact that you know we're spending a dollar 83 for every dollar of a disposable income uh means that we're we're basically in a situation here right now where we're we're living right now to pay off the debts that we've incurred over the last little while aren't we
1: yeah um, th- there's a possible saving grace in If that debt was used to acquire real assets, then you might be okay, right? So if you use that to buy a home, if the home is going up in value, which it's not now, but over the long haul, if it goes up in value, Then you could be okay if you were using that, though, to pay for home renovations, if you were using that to pay for vacations, if you were using that to pay for even cars, which won't go up in value. That's much more problematic because when the assets are gone and you have nothing to show for that debt other than the debt itself, then there's a problem.
0: And, and I guess this is going to require some analysis, I guess, with each individual situation. I mean, the, the home ownership, I guess, is maybe the best example of that, isn't it, Moshe? Uh, you know, my my house is not worth as much as it was a year ago, uh, but it's worth a lot more than it was five years ago when I bought it. Uh, so I, I've got to look at that from that perspective, don't I?
1: And that's it. And timing is everything, right? Like if, if you retired in the last couple of years, what a terrible time to retire because you know, your your pension is being eroded away by inflation. But if you're retiring in 10 years or 20 years or 40 years, depending on the age of some of your listeners, um, it, it might not be uh, a problem that your pension pot is being eroded away right now because you have time to make up for it later on. So it's the same sort of idea right now that yeah, housing prices are going to fall probably in 2023 as well. Uh, but if you're not looking to sell your home in 2023 and you can hang on, then housing prices are going to turn around again. And when they go up, uh, you know, your debt all of a sudden looks maybe a little more manageable. Uh, And it also depends on your income profile, where you're saying that we have 180% of our disposable income. If our disposable income were to double, uh, then all of a sudden that number falls to 90%. So it's it's really going to depend on what your time frame is. But as of right now yeah it's it's not a very pretty picture
0: well, you've talked to us about this for years now, frankly, and, and about manageable debt and about the fact that, you know, we can't continue to do this. But, you know, as long as interest rates were as low as they were a year ago, I think a lot of us said, yeah, it's, it's not really what I should be doing, but I can manage this now. But interest rates are on the rise. And Mr. Mack has, has already told us that it may not be the same way next year. Maybe he's going to put the, a pause button on some of the interest rates rising. Uh, will that give us any relief or are we just going to have to dig ourselves out of this?
1: No, you're going to have to dig yourself out of it. I mean, I shouldn't say you, we, Uh, I'm (laughs) in the story too. Um, You know, to me, the, the disturbing aspect was the debt servicing component, right? So it's not just the level of debt that's the problem. It's, you know, for every dollar of disposable income. Uh, the average Canadian is now spending around, say, 15 cents out of that dollar just to keep the debt load at the same level that it is right now, right? It's paying the interest on the debt and and the the various charges connected to it. So, you know, when you realize that you're paying a a GST, PST component uh, of your disposable income in essentially what's, you know, I would call it a debt, tax. Uh, that's pretty shocking. And that that's leaving then 15 less cents out of every dollar to spend on something productive and useful uh, or just enjoyable. So, you know, that's the bigger issue. And, and when the Bank of Canada says we're kind of close to done on interest rates, but we're not officially done, that 15 cents could become 16 or 17 cents. And, and that's the type of thing that can start to tilt people into unsustainable debt loads.
0: Speaking of the bank, not just the Bank of Canada, but other financial institutions, how are they going to respond to this? Uh, for those of us that, uh, in 2023, are going to say, hey, life goes on. Uh, I've got to renew my mortgage, for instance, uh, any other number of different things. Uh, th- there's a, a, a bar at some point where the banks are going to say, I, you're, you're not a good risk. I don't think you're going to be able to do that. Are we approaching that now because of this?
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people have probably gotten calls from their bank manager saying, uh, we need to talk, right, uh, you know, point increase in interest rates this year uh, has probably pushed a lot of people towards their trigger rate, a phrase that people haven't heard for decades. Uh, And when it does come time to renew, you're either going to have to dip into your equity uh, to refinance your mortgage, uh, or you're going to have to extend the length of your mortgage, where maybe you thought you had 10 years left on your mortgage. You might now find that you're going to have to refinance for 15 or 20 years to try and make those mortgage payments manageable because the higher interest is going to make it more difficult to pay off your mortgage debt. So, yeah, there, there is a point where the banks are going to say, all right, enough is enough. Um, and it, it starts slow. But once it starts engulfing the the middle part of the, the income distribution, that's when you can really start finding some uh, spillover decisions that uh, because other people are perceived to be a risk that can now start spilling over onto you.
0: And how does that, I'm sorry, how does that deal with us economically then From a in a broader picture here? I mean, we're not going to spend as much money now because we're going to be concerned about this. I'm, I'm financing my debt, or we all are financing our debts right now, uh, which means I'm probably not going to buy that new car that I wanted to get next year. or I'm not going to be able to go on that vacation. Uh, we're going to have to use the money for something else right now. That's got to have an impact, I would think, on, on the global economy, but on local economies too.
1: It does. And and that's why we're hearing the, you know, the recession is being associated with this particular round of interest rate increases, right, is that at some point, all of that accumulated decrease in spending is going to have an impact on the real economy. And um, if it's just a slowdown in growth, okay, if it's an actual recession, uh, maybe a problem. And if it starts spilling over into actual job losses, that if firms start realizing that they are going to have a difficult time borrowing as well, um, they can't finance their operations. And if they start letting people go, uh, if you're worried about you know $1.83 for every dollar of disposable income, if you don't have disposable income because you don't have a job, uh, then that's an infinite amount of your disposable income. So there, there is the potential for for real problems to emerge here. I, I'm, I'm going to maybe ease a little bit here and say, I don't know that that's really going to happen in 2023, but the risk is there. And, and in part, it's going to depend on where these inflation numbers go, if if the Bank of Canada feels that uh, the numbers are going in the right direction, then we might be seeing the worst part of the cycle. But if inflation remains stubbornly high, uh, interest rates could go higher still. And then this really does become uh, a, a looming problem for the economy as a whole.
0: Are you confident that the people that are making the decisions, not just with the Bank of Canada but other institutions, have a handle on what's going on here? Because, as you say, this is this is not your usual uh, inflation. Uh, this is not my grandfather's inflation. You know, this is caused by a pandemic and by shutdowns. Uh, and, and as you say, one of the indicators usually is okay. Uh, there are going to be layoffs. Well, it's going to be difficult to lay people off because a lot, a lot of these firms don't even have enough people that, on staff now. Uh, so this, this is a whole different set of rules that we're playing by, and we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, aren't we?
1: We are and we aren't. Um, you know, when, when you and I talk, right, uh, once, twice a month, right, we're usually looking at GDP figures, inflation figures, yeah. unemployment figures. Uh, and for sure, the Bank of Canada is looking at that stuff. But the Bank of Canada has these humongous macroeconomic models with thousands and thousands of variables. And they run thousands and thousands of simulations uh, with very, very detailed information from coast to coast to coast. So, you know, when, when we kind of say, are are they just looking at the same numbers we are? They are, but they're looking at thousands of other numbers. So when they're making these decisions, it's not, you know, it's not Tiff Macklem saying, I wonder what happens if I press this button and sees where it goes. So I'm not saying that they're going to nail it, right? The thing with simulations are that they're simplifications of reality, but they have a pretty good handle on where they expect things to go. Um, It's the wizard, though. They don't want to reveal too much of what's behind the curtain.
0: Exactly. Uh, Moshe, Always a great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for this. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Moshe Lander, who is, a course, an economics lecturer at Concordia University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.